It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Yes, it is that time of the morning to line them up here on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel on the BetQL Network. Next hour, Phil Steele, college football expert. We both have his, uh, it's almost like a book more than a magazine. It is. loaded. I have it. So I'm excited to dive into that and talk to Phil coming up about 20 minutes from now. But, Joe, we got a big slate of baseball today um, as the week moved on. So I heard, as I was out the last two segments yesterday, you uh, you faded John Lester. I and that worked John out. Lester. That worked out well yesterday. So these are some big games tonight. We could jump around, but let, let's just so let's start with the, the series that everyone has their eyes on, which is the Astros at the Dodgers. First time these two teams with fans since we found out about the Astros' uh, cheating scandal a couple years ago in that World Series against the Dodgers. It was a, a, a quite a scene last night. And tonight, we get a different kind of scene. We get Max Scherzer's first start as a Dodger. Heavy, heavy favorite against the Astros, who will throw Jake Odorizzi out there. I understand the pitching matchup is, is a pretty significant gap, Scherzer-Odorizzi. But, man, the Astros, you can get them at plus 194 on FanDuel. I mean, they, they get the Astros almost 2-1. to one. They're one of the three or four best teams in baseball. So I was wondering earlier this morning which direction this would go. And uh, Paul Aspen was bringing it up to us like, yeah, he already bet on Houston. I'm like, it might continue to climb because as we get closer and closer to first pitch, I totally see the public being like, the Dodgers are not going to get shut out again in this game. The fans are going nuts. They're throwing trash cans. Scherzer's first game, he's going to have the two different colored eyes. He's going to throw like 105 miles per hour. The Dodgers are a hammer. You've got to bet on the Dodgers. Guys, take a breath. Take a step back. There are no guarantees here, especially in baseball. But what I do know is Houston Astros have been one of the best teams in baseball. They've got a top offense all year long. And they're plus 194 against another team? Odori's not that bad. Of course there's a discrepancy there. Big pitching edge to the Dodgers. But the Astros at 2-1? to one? This is insanity. Yeah, and I, I think something to note on Max Scherzer, because it's like, okay, he's out of the, 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 the bad that was the Nats. He's with the Dodgers now. He's Max Scherzer, and he's great, and he is great. He had a little triceps issue before they traded him. Now, they put him out there on the mound last Thursday against the Phillies. His final start as a national. I think to prove to everyone he's fully healthy. We're not lying. Look, we're pitching him, which was kind of weird because usually pitchers don't get put on the mound right before they're getting traded. Scherzer did. But what I noticed, Joe, his last two starts is not quite as sharp. He had uh, three walks two starts ago, then took a start off three walks against the Phillies last week. That's That's six walks in his last 13 innings. He hasn't quite been Max Scherzer. I'm going to assume he's healthy. Assume the Dodgers and the Nats, they, they worked it out. He's healthy enough to pitch. But he might still not quite be exactly himself, which you know kind of leads to where you're saying. That's that's a lot of value on the Houston Astros tonight. Another couple of uh, notes to keep in mind. The Astros offense, we know they've been great all year, but looking at the numbers over the last couple of weeks, number two in OPS, number two in weighted runs created plus. And Scherzer against this Houston roster. It's a sample size of 114 plate appearances. His FIP is north of four, and his strikeout rate is only 16%. Just saying. And he's usually a 28 30% guy yes. in terms of strikeout rate. And right. the Astros don't strike out you know, mostly against anyone anyway. So exactly. That, 
part of who they are. Should we? Hey, let's throw the K props in there. Should we be looking at going Scherzer under seven and a half? Yeah, I would. Um, you would think he racks up pitches against his team. They're tough to strike out. You mentioned the career numbers. The one element of this that is worth noting, though, the game is in Los Angeles, which means the pitcher has to bat, which means no yeah. DH. So it's a disadvantage for the Astros and an advantage for Scherzer. But I would lean under on the strikeouts. I think he's had 13 in his last 13 innings over the two starts. So it hasn't been overwhelming. He would need to get set, he would need to get eight innings tonight on that kind of K per nine rate to get you over the number. That's is Roberts going to let him roll? I don't know. I mean, Dave yeah. Roberts, yeah, maybe. Um, no, I, no, I, no. My, my point is that it is something to consider. Yeah. And it, like you mentioned, International League Park, so maybe he'll pull him in inning early. With certain guys, he, he does not go deep in games. So I'm curious what he does in his first start. Yeah, I would lean under. Max Scherzer strikeouts tonight. Yeah. Well, the seven and a half. So that's the big one tonight. Uh, one, we've been talking about the NL East this morning here, what it could be. Look. This is this is classic Phillies. They get some momentum. They win three in a row, and they welcome Chase Anderson back to the rotation tonight because they just they they just need a body in there. The over under tonight that game is nine and a half. The mm -hmm. uh, Nationals and the Phillies. Uh, it's Espino on the other side for the Nats. Phillies offense been pretty good lately. Some big home runs last night. Four home runs. I feel like we're getting runs tonight, Joe, down in uh, DC. That's on the climb. Market agrees with you. It was nine earlier this morning. As you mentioned, now we're up to nine and a half. I chuckled when I saw this. I don't know if you uh, if this caught your eye here. BetQL model, guys. We're going to share the picks with you. We'll, we'll hear more from Vic. There's a lot of baseball plays that the model likes today. But here's number one and number two. The team that I cover in the Cubs and the team that you cover in the Phillies. The number one model play of the day is vomit-inducing. And it's saying take the Cubs at plus 145. The model has it as a pick them. So take the value with the Cubs. I cannot do that, even though they're playing the Rockies. Rockies great at home, by the way, uh, worth noting. And their second favorite play, also five stars. They like the Nationals at minus 110. The model has that game at minus 140. Which is pretty amazing, because we mentioned earlier how depleted the Nationals are. The Nationals traded away eight major league players. Eight off a 26-man roster. Juan Soto, you know, Josh Bell is a legitimate major league first baseman, but Juan Soto is the only player in that lineup that scares anybody, and the model has him at minus 140. That's how bad Chase so Anderson is. What, what does that tell you? That tells me that the model says that people, the market and betters overall are just overreacting to the trades that we just saw with the Cubs and the Nationals. Yes, they're looking at those teams and saying they yeah. can't win anymore, which obviously they can win some baseball games, right? They're not going to yeah. go winless. And that's not football where you, you take away eight players and, you, and you're in big trouble. The other uh, BetQL model play that I thought was interesting, they have a five-star on under eight and a half on Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. It's a Freddie Peralta day. And I've noticed a lot of those Freddie Peralta games, I mean, he just – he doesn't give up runs. I mean, just it, – it's funny that we, we talked to the NL Cyan the other day. He's not in that mix, but – Freddie Peralta just doesn't allow runs. I mean, he's been he's been probably the most underrated. I, I, here's what I'll say. It shows how dominant pitching is. Because I feel like if you drop Freddie Peralta's season, his stat line, into like 10 years ago, we'd be like, Cy Young Award. And we barely we barely talk about the guy. But he's almost uh, minus 300 today. <laughs> it's big. It's, Isn't it's that big. amazing? Yeah. How about last night? 
I mean, come on. You're taking you've got a no-hitter rolling in the seventh, and you end up losing to Pittsburgh. Come that's on. That's a man. it's a bad loss. I mean, that, that's, that's terrible. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it won't matter for them. But if you no. if you if you were back in the Brewers last night, you were throwing things late in that game. Uh, yeah, we're uh, so it's come down a bit. It's minus two seventy five. That is a hefty price it for is. Milwaukee. Not not interested as far as that that goes. So I understand why the model is taking a look at the under eight and a half as a, as opposed to uh, siding with Milwaukee in this. Do one. You know what? How many hits per nine Freddie Peralta is allowed this year? Take a guess. Three point nine. Jeez, he allows less than four hits a, a, a full game. And he's got good history against Pittsburgh. Um, Pirates offense, they can't really score much unless it's late in the game last night against the Brewers' pen. So Yeah, the K-prop yeah. on Peralta is 7.5. Early in the season, you could grab Peralta at a lot of 6.5s, and I jumped on those and I got him. The market's mm-hmm. corrected itself. You you got you to gotta jump 7.5 if you want now. Hey, uh, this used to be a thing. We've got to talk about this AL East matchup here. The Orioles at the Yankees. Orioles at the Yankees. Matt Harvey Day used to be a thing, or is it a thing? He's back. For a different reason. The Yankees are minus 275. Okay, not surprised. It's Matt Harvey Day going for Baltimore. You fade him. Uh, Not the last three starts. Three starts. Matt Harvey, 18 and a third. Zero runs allowed. Three wins. Three starts. Three wins for the O's. And you can get them at plus 225. Are you tempted? Uh, a little bit. I am shocked, actually, Joe, that no one went and asked for Matt Harvey at the deadline. You probably could have got him for hmm. nothing. I mean, what are the Orioles doing with Matt Harvey? It's not like he's going to be a, a long-term reclamation oh. project. Oh, by the way, he's really good against the Yankees. 85 at-bats. They're hitting only 176 against him, a 267 on base. D- do we have to take Baltimore in Houston today as big dogs? We might. And Harvey... I remember this when he was with the Mets. It was a big deal up in New York. He grew up a Yankee fan in Connecticut. When the Yankees were in the playoffs and the Mets were out, Matt Harvey was watching a Yankee game from the crowd. Mets fans were losing their minds. So I'm sure he'll be amped for the game. One note on the the matchup, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, jo- Joey Gallo obviously just got to the Yankees. I feel like Joey Gallo's due for his first Yankee Stadium home run. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's time. Uh, I feel like Harvey Gallo, that's a matchup I like. I, I would look at the Joey Gallo home run prop tonight. That's I- yeah, I, I said this last week with the last start. Listen, when, when you start to bet on Matt Harvey, watch out. I mean, th- things are going to flip in a minute. The problem, it's not a problem. Uh, the reason we're talking about it, it's it's an enticing price against a team that is not great. And he's and Harvey's pitching well right now. So the number isn't gone. You could still back Baltimore. You could do, you get a plus 230 uh, on FanDuel. For Joey Gallo, so it's it's not great, but it's he's due. I, I will put it that way. Okay. One quick one, and there was a story um, that uh, Paul Aspet sent us, and we were talking about this morning a little bit before the show. How about the Mariners? They, they've been like they kill in the books. They're the dog that just keeps winning. They're dogs again today with Logan Gilbert, who they've won most of his starts. We keep saying I don't know what to do with the Mariners. We don't buy them. They just keep winning games. I'm not betting them against Tampa, though. Are you? I mean, last night they were dogs and they won outright. That's I'm fine. Not gonna, I'm not going to bet it, but <laughs> no. If we had been betting this team for the past month, we've been we'd be up a lot. They're the, the definition of nondescript teams. Uh, nobody knows anybody on the team. They play late. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody really cares about Seattle, right? It, 
what are they doing in the front office? We're selling. No, we're not. We're selling. No, we're not. Like, yeah, it's they're tough to bet on. I understand why for a lot of people. And the teams that are tough to bet on, usually yeah, they're most profitable. Yeah, and they've been. Them and the Giants, most profitable teams to bet on so far this season. On the other side, we got to welcome our guest, Phil Steele. We'll talk some college football as the season is less than, what, three weeks or so? Four weeks or so away? We're almost there. College football talk with Phil Steele is coming up. This is BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel right here on the BeckQL Network. The sports betting show by the Joes for the Joes. It's BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel with Joe Giglio and Joe Ostrowski.